Well, friends, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, page 291, page 291, just one verse there. We're going to be looking at different verses throughout the message, so I invite you to keep your Bibles open. I'll throw out some references and page numbers as we do um, go along, so Keep your Bibles open if you would, but for right now, Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, page 291. We read there this word, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, beloved, what a, what a beautiful verse. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. There are some things we just don't know. Only God knows them. But he's given us enough. He's revealed enough to us. Enough for us to be obedient to him as the Lord of lords and the King of kings. What he gives to us is enough. And this was true already way back when, when that verse was written, when Israel was entering the promised land at last after wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, learning how to be God's people. They knew a whole lot less than we do. For us, living centuries and centuries later, some of those secret things that they didn't know have been revealed, some of those mysteries. I enjoy mysteries, don't you? Trying to figure them out, wondering about them, wondering how things work, why things work, why and how things happen. Secret things or mysteries fascinate me. Do they fascinate you, mysteries like the Bermuda Triangle? What is it about the Bermuda Triangle that makes for so many lost ships and airplanes? Is it just weird weather all the time, or is it something else, something mysterious? Do, 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 do. Then there are those mysterious things that have been built, like the ancient Mayan civilization in South America. And what about Stonehenge, who sets up a bunch of rocks like that anyway? For what purpose? And then there are those great pyramids in Egypt. How in the world could something like that have been made so many thousands of years ago? No computers, no conveyor belts, no cranes. Engineers today even question whether building that with today's technology would even be possible. And what about all those, what used to be called UFO sightings, now they're called UAPs, unexplained aerial phenomena? How about mysteries of the mind? For example, why in the world do we dream at night? And how are we able to dream? Why do we need sleep at all? Why does the body and mind seem to need some level of sleep throughout each day? People literally can die of exhaustion and sleep deprivation if they do not sleep at least a little bit. I'm sure you've read a story or two along the way about someone who was so addicted to a computer game, played for three or four days solid and then dies, dies, just like that. How about someone who has lost a leg or an arm and then feels phantom pain in that same arm or leg as if it is still there? 
Why and how does that happen? It's a mystery. And then, and then think of space and science. What really is a black hole anyway? Is it a real thing in space or isn't it? What does it mean that even light cannot escape from a black hole? When a black hole captures something, where does it go? Does it simply get crushed to a pulp or does it end up somewhere else? And what about the speed of light? How is it possible that if Sam DeYoung flew around in a spaceship at the speed of light for 50 years and then came back to Earth, how is it possible that twin brother Seth would be 50 years older than he is and Sam wouldn't have aged at all? I don't get that as many times as it's explained to me. Then there's the God mysteries and secret things. How is it that the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and yet there are not three gods, but one God. How is it that Jesus is both 100% fully divine and 100% fully human? And then my all-time favorite, how is it that God always was? Now, I can, I can wrap my mind around the truth that God always will be on into the future, but always was? No beginning? Come on. He had to have had a beginning. Everything has a beginning. And I remember hearing my dad say, if it was yesterday, it echoes in my brain. Nope. No beginning. He was always just there. Oh, that one gets me. And God knows this. Like where we read in Deuteronomy. Secret things belong to the Lord our God. God knows he is a mystery to us. He acknowledges this to us in his word. Job 11 verse 7 says, Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. The writer really says that. What can you do? And what can you know? As we might say it and shrug and say, what are you going to do? And the humbling answer is, not a whole lot. As fearfully and wonderfully made as we are, we are still pretty feeble-minded. But as we said, some of the secret things God has revealed, some of the mysteries God has uncovered... And it is enough. A pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar, even said about God once to God's man Daniel of Lion's Den fame, Daniel 2.47, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. Daniel, of course, not only interpreted the dream, he told the king what the dream was because God interpreted it and revealed it to him. Some of the secret things God has revealed to us. Some of the mystery, and it's enough. And he even gives us the faith to believe. And what are some of those secret things made known now? What are some of the secret mysteries? Let's look. Mystery number one. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, page 1691. Page 1691, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, page 1691. We read there at verse 16, 
1 Timothy 3, 16, the following. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. Now, for a moment, what is Paul talking about? Well, he's telling us the secret for what produces godliness in people. Well, now, it's a mystery revealed because it's none other than Jesus Christ, right? Because the text goes on to say, he, that is God, appeared in a body or in the flesh. Who appeared in the flesh? Well, it's Jesus who is God. So beyond all question, the mystery of godliness is great because the mystery revealed is Jesus Christ come in the flesh, in the body. We call it the incarnation. Jesus was incarnated. God broke into our world, took on human flesh. He became one of us, fully human, and godliness springs forth from him. So mystery number one is the mystery of Christ incarnated. And we know also, besides here in 1 Timothy, where that secret mystery is revealed, right? The most familiar place we see that mystery revealed, in fact, we hear about it every Christmas. Luke chapter 2, you don't have to turn there, you know it. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. There it is. The mystery is revealed. The thousands of years old prophecies have been fulfilled. The secret is uncovered. God has come in, in Jesus Christ. He was made flesh and lived among us. Mystery number one, the mystery of Christ incarnated. It's one of the secret things we now know. Mystery number two, Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read at verses 1 and 2 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's page 1624. Page 1624. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And we read there at verse 1. When I came to you, middle of verse 1, when I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Now, in some translations, you'll see there in the little footnote, the verse says, as I proclaimed to you God's mystery. And then he continues, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except, here comes the mystery, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. There's the mystery, Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's mystery number two that we need to know, the mystery of Christ crucified. The one who was incarnated had to die, was crucified. That's the mystery. God came in, in Jesus Christ, then went to the cross for us, for his people. He was crucified. It's something that was prophesied millennia earlier, something that Jesus himself talked about with his disciples. The Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified, he said in Matthew 26, verse 2. And then, of course, we read the story of it in the Gospels, as each gospel writer finishes their book, each one tells us how Jesus Christ was put to death on a cross. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, nailing home the truth that Jesus Christ was put to death by being nailed to a cross. What a mystery, though. A Savior, God, comes in human flesh, and what happens? Something you'd never dream of unless a mystery was revealed by God to you. The Son of God, who took on human flesh, had to die for our sins to be forgiven. 
That's one of the secret things that is now revealed. That we know and believe. Jesus died for my sin. Jesus endured the punishment for my sin. So I do not have to go to hell for all eternity. Jesus took hell upon himself for me and you. That secret thing, the mystery of Christ crucified, you now know. Mystery number three. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1, page 1664. 1664, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9. Page 1664, Ephesians 1, verse 9. And we read there, And he, God, made known to us the mystery of his will, mystery, there it is, mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. The mystery of his will, friends, has to do with all things being brought together under one person in charge, and that's Jesus Christ. A little later in verse 20, this gets further explained. God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under Jesus' feet. What are we talking about? We're talking about the mystery of Christ ascended and the accompanying mystery of his total lordship over everything. That's what Christ's ascension means for this world. The mystery of Christ ascended means he totally dominates over everything. What does the domination include? Good news. Listen to this. It includes every evil power. Turn to the last book of the Bible, Revelation 10, verse 7. Revelation 10, verse 7 is found on page 1757. Last book of the Bible, Revelation 10, verse 7, page 1757, a passage that talks all about the end times. We read there in verse 7, but in the days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God, the mystery of God will be accomplished. What is that mystery? Now look at chapter 11, turn a page over, verse 15, page 1758. 11.15, here's what happens when that seventh angel sounds his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven, verse 15, which said, The kingdom of the world, Satan's kingdom, has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. The kingdom of the world, in other words, every evil power in this world will be subdued. By the Lord, by the ascended Lord, that's the mystery of Christ ascended. Total domination over every evil power. In Revelation, sticking with that book, 17, verse 4, Revelation 17, verse 4, page 1764, this evil is pictured, 17, verse 4, as a woman dressed in purple and scarlet, glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls, with a golden cup in her hand, filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries, her unfaithfulness. This name that was written on her forehead was a mystery. There's the word, mystery. 
Babylon the great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. The next verse, the woman we find out was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. These are martyrs for Christ. And this symbol of evil, this prostitute, is responsible for their deaths. She's drunk on their blood. This is a picture of how awful evil gets in the world. This is part of that mystery of Christ ascended, believe it or not. John writes that the woman and that beast she rides are a mystery, verse 7. In other words, the evil in the world plays a role in the mystery of Christ ascended, a role set forth by God. Look at verse 17 in that chapter. For God has put in, into their hearts the hearts of all the evil kings and peoples, to accomplish his purpose by agreeing to hand over to the beast their royal authority until God's words are fulfilled. But in the end, what do we read? Verse 14, they will make war against the lamb, but the lamb will triumph over them because he is Lord of lords and king of kings. That's all part of the mystery of Christ ascended. He will defeat every evil king and beast and power symbolized by that woman of Babylon, that prostitute. That's some hard to understand stuff, of course. A little easier, Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, page 1687, page 1687, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 7. The Apostle Paul here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, simply calls it lawlessness. Plain old lawlessness. He writes, for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. What's that saying? It's saying the spirit of lawlessness at work in this world, orchestrated by Satan, that too is a mystery, a secret that's being revealed all the time. That too is part of the mystery that God is revealing to us, but he is revealing to us that this lawlessness is doomed doomed to failure because of the ascending of the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is Lord of all. But now, let's bring this mystery of Christ ascended, the secret revealed that Christ is Lord of everything so that even evil and lawlessness are doomed. Let's bring this mystery of Christ ascended as Lord straight to the event that happened on Tuesday, May 24. Let's remember what happened this week in Texas. You mean to say that that blatantly lawless and horrifically evil act somehow is overcome by the ascended Lord and the answer? is yes and how it is overcome will likely remain a mystery it will remain one of the secret things that will stay with god but god's word god's word to us tells us that even something like going 
even something like someone going in and shooting up a school and killing children. Somehow and in some way, the ascended Lord, Jesus Christ, who is God, even though that act has taken place and many more like it, the ascended Lord will subdue it, overthrow it, dominate it, overcome it, doom it to failure, defeat it, destroy it, and ultimately it will be used, listen, to accomplish God's eternal purposes. We can't wrap our minds around that mystery. And in fact, there are many right now who would bristle at that mystery as they ask, where indeed was God on Tuesday? And why did he allow this horrific evil to happen? Someday we might know that mystery, but for now, all we can do is cry out to God and rest in the mystery revealed that even something like Tuesday, God has known every secret intricacy of that day from beyond and before the foundations of the world were laid, and God has known from all eternity that the evil of that day is already now defeated at the cross and worked eternally for the glory of God and for the good of his beloved church. We don't know all the secret things. We only know some. And as difficult as it is sometimes to hold on to that, to even believe it, what God has made known to us is enough. It is enough. Even even when it doesn't feel like it. Even when it doesn't feel like it. It is enough. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, you've told us enough in your word. You've shown us enough in your world. You've given us enough by giving us Jesus. You've revealed wonderful mysteries to us. Christ incarnated. Christ crucified. Christ ascended. You've let us in on some of the secret things. But when the things of life don't make sense to us, when though the wrong seems off so strong. Well, when that happens, embrace us. Speak truth directly into our hearts that you are the ascended, all-powerful, all-knowing, always loving and gracious Lord. Tell us again, you are the ruler yet. Help us to trust you always. For Jesus' sake, 
And in his name we pray. Let all God's people say, amen.